What does Bill Cooper, Phil Schneider, The Arrow, The 100, an Arkansas mansion, and an airport all have to do with one another? It all starts back in the 1800s on a mountain that was used to ship off balloons in, as soon as I can find it, lovely. Um, yeah, mountain that was the original, uh, originally opened as a weather station in the late 1800s where they would send off balloons to, uh, gauge the weather. They would then call it Mount Weather. That's where the name came from. And the reason that I'm talking about it now was in the heyday of conspiracy theories, uh, which seemingly was between 2002, well, 2001, obviously, um, but more so early 2002, up until, I would say, about 2014, uh, when you saw the best uh, content creators creating uh, documentaries based off of conspiracy research. Um, in the midst of it, I'd say probably right in the middle of it, is when you started hearing more about, um, a couple of these things. Uh, certainly Mount Weather. Uh, I never, I didn't really hear too much about it, but as I was reading along in a book called Behold a Pale Horse by William Cooper, and he was talking about, um... Mount Weather, in which I'm going to read this at the end of the video. It's about three or four pages long, and so I would say that that's probably going to be the most boring part of this. At least hearing me read something. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to save that for the end, and I'm going to try to piece this all together. I didn't give myself a whole bunch of time. I've been editing like crazy, and uh, I did want to make a video and a podcast. I haven't done either in a while. So, uh, I didn't give myself a whole bunch of time to really set this up, but this is something that I've wanted to talk about for a long time because I've noticed how many uh, things are connected um, to this. And uh, I guess I can kind of start with Bill Cooper, or at least go through uh, chronologically. Bill, Bill Cooper wrote his book and published it back in 1991. Uh, another fella, another fella by the name of Phil Schneider, uh, came out in the early 1990s, uh, kind of alongside Bill Cooper, and um, had some major speeches that have been used in uh, in documentaries. Um, like I said, all through the conspiracy theory heyday, or at least it was for for I think people in my generation when when YouTube really started exploding and. The content creators were able to get their their videos out, um, and a lot of them, excuse me, used Phil Schneider as well as Bill Cooper and Alex Jones and everybody else that was around at that time, um, and used their speeches in part um, of of their documentaries uh, and talking about Mount Weather, but they also talked about a whole slew of other things that I'll get into. Um, this isn't, I don't think this is going to be a super long video, but, uh, let's see. Let's see how long it takes. Anyway, so you have kind of those two dates. You have Bill Cooper and his book in 1991, Phil Schneider more so in kind of the 1995. Um, and then I have a couple of examples of something like what I'm going to explain what Mount Weather actually is, as opposed to what most... If anybody knows about it, what they know, and then some. So, uh, you have Resident Evil, the movie, uh, that came out in 2002 with Mila uh, Jovovich, who is stunning. Um, you have, I think this is, this is part of it, to, to an extent, more so to do with FEMA and their operations in the movie 2012, starring... John Cusack. It it does tie in in a, in a certain way when it comes to the 
was it the Mayan as or the Mayan calendar? Uh, I know that that's what they were talking about with that, but there's also the whole idea of the Mandela effect and uh, some theories that base uh, why the Mandela effect is happening off of what happened, something that happened in 2012. Later, you have the TV show The 100 that came out. And on top of that, there is uh, the TV show uh, The Arrow. Um, and in fact, this particular episode happening in... Two th it was the 20th episode of the fourth season that came out in 2016. Um, and I, I guess I'll just cut to it before I get to the other stuff. Mount Weather has been explained by a few people to actually be a massive underground city, not just inside of the mountain, but far beneath. And the reason that I bring up the uh, these other examples is because of what it is and, and why they would put it into movies. Uh, anybody that has studied cons conspiracies for long enough and have have researched the Illuminati know that, or you can call them New World Order, you can call them the Elite, you can, whatever you want to call them. Um, I believe that it's the Illuminati, that they are still around, uh, that they have always been around, but that they used their master secret to stay um, in hiding and, and, uh, and tricking the world as well that they don't exist. Um, they have a code of conduct in which, in part, they have to warn you, warn us, um, before doing something. That way, it's not on us, or on them, to, uh, feel, sh um, it's not on them to be to blame, as much as it is on us that we should have paid attention to the warning signs that they gave us, which is why you have all of the Illuminati symbolism and, uh, the entertainment industry, or the the entertainment industrial complex. Um, you have the all-seeing eye, the the uh, what's it called, the uh, the square, um, the hand symbols, the handshakes, the uh, devil's horns, the uh, constant use of certain numbers like thirty-three and and thirteen, eleven, sixty-six, six, six, six. These are all uh, warning signs to us, uh, symbols that they also share between one another, codes, if you will. And I think that that also took place in something like Resident Evil. If you remember in the first movie, Resident Evil, there was a massive underground base uh, that was, I want to say, three miles underground, or it could have been one mile underground within the movie. Um, on top of it was a mansion. This will... This will come into play here in a little bit when I talk about uh, a couple places out in Arkansas and Missouri, excuse me, as well as around the Ozarks. Um, then you have uh, the 100 that flat out talks about Mount Weather. They, in fact, uh, I think I'd, no, I've never seen the TV show. When I was trying to gather information on this or at least look back at some of the videos that I remember seeing, searching them out, uh, the 100 kept coming up as I was typing in Mount Weather. And it was, it wasn't making a lot of sense to me. I was, I knew of the TV show, but I had never watched it. And, uh, seeing that it was kind of putting one and one together. Um, along with that in the TV show, The Arrow, the 20th season, I, I think it's the, I'm sorry, the 20th episode of the fourth season. It's either the 20th or the 22nd, one of those two. Uh, Oliver Queen's sister wakes up in a, uh, like a, a, the Truman Show, which could also be, again, another version of, of this. Um, and I didn't even think about that until just now, but she wakes up kind of in a, in a, a Truman Show-like dome. Uh, it's a massive city, uh, and I believe it's underneath the ground, um, in which there's everything. There's neighborhoods and sidewalks and, and uh, I, I think city buildings and and uh, uh, municipalities and things of that nature. Well, that's all the things that are in this. It's basically an underground city 
under Mount Weather, under the, the, the mountain itself. Um, now, and also doing research, I came across plenty of videos from mostly the Discovery Channel. And from what I understand about the Discovery Channel is that they're, they're owned by one of the, the, what is it, the major media moguls. And they're all tied in together. And uh, in these videos that they were that they were showing, I mean, they were going into Mount Weather, into the actual uh, structures within the the mountain itself, in which they talk about there being two and three story buildings. They have their own reservoirs. I think they have two or three of their own reservoirs, uh, twenty foot deep, and you know, hundreds of two or three hundred yards long. Uh, they have six generators, or it has six generators, um, there's, there's cattle, there's, there's, uh, uh, any, everything that you can think of is in it. Now, Bill Cooper, and I'll, I'll talk about it, or I'll obviously read about it here in a bit, when he goes into detail. And the reason that his is so important is because he started it all the way back in 1991, and in fact, before that, because that's just when the book was published. I don't know, I, I want to say it was like a eight-year writing span before he even published it in 1991. So, um, you know, back in, around the time when I was born. So like 1982, 1983, he was probably starting to write it and taking all of his life experience and all of the, uh, the people that he'd interviewed and putting it all together. And, uh, and he even mentions his time as, uh, in, in the uh, Naval Intelligence and the information that they had come across. Um, FEMA runs uh, Mount Weather. In fact, as I go into this, this is the Wikipedia page. Now, the only reason that I use this, I don't like using Wikipedia. I don't like using um, seemingly leftist controlled big tech to, to uh, get information unless it's, how can I explain this? Getting their information, or at least them admitting to certain things, um, just kind of adds to the credibility to certain stories when they give up the actual information, when they're not being fake about it, when they're not pushing and propagandizing uh, fake news. So, um, when it comes to this, uh, Wikipedia, at, at the very beginning, the Mount Weather Emergency Operations Center is a civilian command facility, a civilian command facility. In the U.S. state of Virginia, it's like 60 miles from Washington, D.C., used as the center of the operations for the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, also known as the High Point Special Facility. Even in a couple of these documentaries that I was watching, um, they talked about, God, I wish I could remember the, what is it, the anagram, nanogram, something gram, of... Uh, it had something to do with it was owned by the White House. Um, or it was another version. Of, it was like the White House Command Center or something along those lines. And funny story that uh, Donald Rumsfeld and Dick Cheney, um, back, I want to say, in the, in the 80s, uh, were involved with a lot of the operations that were happening when they were... Um, uh, but long before they were ever, or at least Dick Cheney was vice president, same with uh, Donald Rumsfeld being as high up as he was in the government. Um, they had plenty to do with the operations that were going on out there. And in fact, when 9-11 hit, Dick Cheney was rushed to Mount Weather. Um, and I don't think a lot of people know about that, which is um, just adding to the mystery of it. And I don't know if I can get into these other things just yet. So I'll finish kind of reading this long. Um, the facility is a major relocation site for the highest level of civilian and military officials in case of a national disaster. And I obviously just mentioned that. Playing a major role in, uh, in con uh, continuity of government for the U.S. continuity of operations plan. Okay, uh, Mount Weather is the location of a control station for the FEMA National Radio System, a high-frequency radio system connecting most federal public safety agencies and the U.S. military with most of the states. I think it's in Bill's book in which he talks about it having contact with uh, like 96 other 
control centers around the United States of America. And in fact, it was the hub of all of those. It had the best of the te of technology. And even in um, one of the documentaries I watched last night, uh, <clears throat> again, Discovery documentary, uh, they were talking about how they, how much tech they had there, and in fact, they were e able to monitor um, other countries, but also outer space. So, um, it even in what they admit, it's there's a lot of bad shit there, or a lot of a lot of uh, important shit there, I should say. Uh, location evacuations. Yeah, even here, according to the letter to the editor of the Washington Post, after September 11 attacks, most of the congressional leadership was evacuated to Mount Weather by helicopter. Between 1979 and 81, the National Gallery of Art developed... Oh, yeah. Oh, so this is actually um, 2012 with uh, John Cusack. If you remember when... The, and I think that's what this movie was... Um, there was a massive flood or whatever, and uh, there was you think, these like, three or four boats that were called arcs. And at one point, you see them um, loading the ship up with art, with all of you know the greatest art pieces: the Mona Lisa, the the uh, Statue of David. I think even um, pieces. Well, at least in the movie, pieces of uh, the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel um, when they loaded them up so even right here it's saying between 1979 and 1981 the National Gallery of Art developed a program to transport valuable paintings in its collection to Mount Weather via helicopter the success of the relocation would depend upon how far in advance warning of attack was received the fucked up thing about all that is um, art I'm an artist art is not more important than human beings you know but they got a fucking plan to save a goddamn Mona Lisa Piss on it. Fuck it. Um, in the media, the first video of Mount Weather shot from the air to be broadcast on national TV was filmed by... Uh, that's, I don't give a shit about any of that popular culture. Holy shit, they actually talk about it here. Uh, the book Behold a Pale Horse by Milton William Cooper, which is its full name, uh, describes the purpose of the site through the use of carefully researched executive orders while the novel, Seven Days in... Oh, they didn't even fucking talk anything about it. The... While the knob what describes the purpose of the site through the use of carefully researched executive orders, so they mention Bill. He's not like he's saying nice shit about it. <laughs> he's he's pointing out like how how uh, dastardly the plans of Mount Weather are, <laughs> like because he's he'll he'll I know you'll hear it when I read it here in a little bit, um, that it's basically a loss of the control of the Constitution. Um, that it's basically, it's just a whole new government system that's set up, and I want to say there's a, there's a completely different president. This is, it's like a, it's like a, um, a society all on its own, uh, down in Mount Weather. It's, uh, <laughs> that's fucked up they didn't even they didn't even try to to uh defend mount weather in this while the novel seven days in may mentions a facility called mount thunder a, re a reference to mount weather but the road description i don't give a fuck about that it was also referred to in the movie based on the book um filmed during the kennedy administration and released in 1964 yeah it's been around for some time i mean it's been around since i want to say the, the early 1900s uh i mean the the them using it as a hill to send off weather balloons uh there was like a single silo out there and everything in the in the 1800s but them turning it into an inner mountain base has been since the early 1900s Mount Weather uh, has been the setting for several apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic fictional works. Yeah, here we go. These include the 2002 series finale of The X-Files. I didn't know that. Oh, The X-Files. Yeah. The 2008 film The Day the Earth Stood Still. Uh, the novel series The 100. Fucking told you. The CW TV series The 100. Oh, the no, okay. And sci-fi series Z Nation. Yeah, see, just fucking more putting it right out in front of you. I mean, 
let me show you what we're doing so that uh, we don't have that blame on us. Mount Weather is also mentioned in the novels One Year. Okay, I don't know those books. Although you should know my book, The Weapon. <laughs> it's also mentioned in the movie 13 Days. Um, I'm, t <laughs> I'm like looking up that. Oh, here it is. As well as CW, CW's TV series Arrow. I swear to God, I didn't look at this before this. Uh, season four, episode twenty-two, Lost in the Flood. God damn it, I'm good. Mm. That was like I. That's why I was late coming on here. I was looking for that specific. That's what's up here, dude. That's all the shit that's rolling around up here. So when I get a little fucking off track, that's why. I got a lot of shit rolling up in my head. Okay, so what does all that have to do with these other things? Um, I wrote underground bunkers. I did write underground bunkers. What did I write that for? Underground bunkers. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a part of it. Anyway, uh, back in the in what I keep calling the heyday, um, like around 2008-9, uh, I remember seeing some videos on underground tunnels by by the truckers themselves, and uh, they were like they were kind of freaking out. And a couple of them came out to say that it was crazy the shit that they were that they were putting inside of these places. I mean, they were bringing sure food and, and uh, uh, cattle excuse me, uh, massive cars and tanks and weaponry and all sorts of crazy shit that they were, that they were taking. But the, 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 the thing that was blowing them away was how deep in these tunnels they were going. They were completely underground. Probably, I don't know. I don't know if it would be a mile underground. I mean, they, I think they said that the, uh, the pitch um, down, the decline, um, was steady the entire way. And, uh, obviously they had to go uphill the way back, but that it was just freaking them out how far in these, these tunnels that they had to go. And once they got to a certain place, there was like, there was like, uh, I don't know if they were way stations, might've been way stations, probably was way stations, especially with like security checkpoints and, but that they would get into, they would pass up basically city like areas, um, to have to stop and be checked and, and what have you, besides the way stations, and, uh, and even going in and, and, uh, seeing, you know, massive structures, uh, underneath the ground, you know, um, some of them coming out believing, saying that they believed that they were, you know, that, that these tunnels were all connected to different cities, underground, other cities, throughout the United States. Um, and that's been a, that's been a, a, a theory for a long time is that there's tunnels that, that lead from, uh, Washington, DC. God, I was just looking at it too. Um, what's the one place that, uh, that they had a couple of these cities, Washington. Well, the tunnels lead from Washington, DC to Philadelphia to, I think Chicago. I, I would imagine, well, you know what? I wouldn't imagine New York. You're too close to the, the, the ocean. Um, I mean, you're pretty close with... Yeah, you're, you're too close to the ocean. I wouldn't imagine it was there. Of course, I've never heard that it was New York either. But, uh, like, a couple of weird um, cities, too. Because uh, it, it's just like what I'm about to talk about next is these places are in just odd spots that uh, nobody would ever think of. Uh, let's see if I can pull these guys up. Nope, I talked about you, you, where are you? Yeah, but anyway, the, the tunnels are going from one side of the, the country, basically to the other side of the country. Area 51 has, uh, is said to have a massive underground facility. When they were talking about all the guys that were going to come together and uh, run at Area 51, I mean, what a joke. Really? I mean, you're going to announce that shit. And it's not even like the night before. You're going to announce it three months ahead of time, however long it was ahead of time, and give them, you know, the 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 head start to fucking get all the aliens out. <laughs> what, a, what a dumb thing to do. Uh, 
but uh, yeah, I mean, even if even if they were to make it into a part, like you're still gonna need somebody's fucking eyeball and a fingerprint to get in any further. You know, what a stupid god damn it! You know, they could have they could have taken that time to like I don't know march on Washington D.C. and make some real change. You're you're going looking for fucking aliens. I mean, not that I don't dislike the idea. I do like the idea. I like the moxie, but the execution was just stupid. All that being said, um, so yeah, Area 51 is said to have a massive underground city. Um, not just like an underground base, but like an underground fucking city, you know. Um, oh yeah, it was another one in uh, another Resident Evil that had that. It was a complete underground city under the water. I'm sorry, not even underground. It was under the water. Um... Again, there you go. There's two and one for you. Why do they keep doing that, right? Why does it keep just so happening to be everything is underground by the uh, the Umbrella Corporation? But it was. Um, pen, what is it? Pension? Tensmore. Tensmore Mansion. This is another one. Tensmore Mansion is... Located in the Ozark Mountains near Highlandvale, Highlandvale, Missouri, that spreads more than 72,000 square feet, reaches five stories, contains 14 baths, 13 bedrooms. No, fuck that. I heard it was more than that. Um, this was massive. And where did I see? Oh, I got on to Forbes talked about this one. Um, Pinsmore Mansion. Uh, there's another one in Arkansas, and there's another one, and these are just the most massive, massive, uh, mansions. Why are we talking about it? Because of the underground tunnels that led to them. Uh, the, I think it was Pensmore, um, had a, during the construction, had a, um, accident where there was a sinkhole, um, in which part of the the building or the construction that they were that they were doing fell into the ground, and uh, they just kept building basically, and uh, somehow some way filled in the sinkhole and then continued on. Um, usually, uh, from what I understand, is if you have a fucking sinkhole in the middle of the house, you stop building forever, like unless you're gonna tear down everything and then completely fill it in. And then uh, start building again. But why would you? No. They just said. Yeah. Fuck it. We're just going to keep. No. This is normal shit. We're going to just build the largest goddamn building or house ever. Uh, even though it's on a sinkhole. Um, you know. Because resale value has got to be through the roof at that point. No. Yeah. Fuck it. They just kept going. My theory is that uh, it was due to one of these underground tunnels. And um, all they needed to do was just secure the tunnel and fill in the dirt bingo bingo now you have a secure foundation because with a sinkhole and you're building a fucking house on it you don't have that secure even if you fill in the hole there's still the threat of an unsecure foundation so therefore you don't want to continue i mean a, a fucking uh mansion of that magnitude but anyway this mansion is supposed to uh be able to withstand every natural disaster known to man throughout history. I mean, we're talking uh, earthquakes and tornadoes. Uh, and, and we're talking like F5 tornadoes. We're talking the, the most powerful tornadoes it won't even touch this shit. It, they could throw a tank at it. Uh, it would withstand uh, a nuclear explosion. Like the entire thing, unscathed. Um, certainly uh, bullets and, and grenade launchers and, and tanks and... and um, uh, basically anything you could throw at it, this thing was supposed to be able to, uh, and, and not only supposed to, it was able to withstand. And not just the one in, uh, Missouri, but the one in Arkansas, uh, as well as, what, uh, Oklahoma? Yeah, Oklahoma, and one or two other places. I want to say somewhere in Texas, and then one other spot. And they have, uh, again, tunnels that reach each and every one of those. But the, the, the massive point isn't the, isn't the mansion on top. And here it comes into Resident Evil, right? At the beginning of Resident Evil, she wakes up in a mansion. 
Well, underneath the mansion is the massive, um, I guess it's basically a city. I mean, it's a base, but it's like fucking floor after floor after floor, you know, um, 50, 50 foot high ceilings and, and structures and things like that in it, uh, and so then you have this, uh, uh, this Pensmore mansion. The building started on it in 2008 and concluded in 2016. It's also known as the Illuminati White House. Um, there's a lot of, uh, I, I, I hate saying theories, unless it is a theory. But there's a lot of, I don't even want to say rumor. Well, I guess it, it, it would be rumors that, uh, again, this, White House operations management system or whatever um, would be given the power in case of like the president of the United States being nixed out and whoever this leader, the second president that I was talking about under uh, Mount Weather would then be be in control of all of it through this White House operation management thing. Um, and apparently one of these mansions is the main spot where they're located and all of these tunnels connect, you know, basically Mount Weather to Washington, uh, yeah, to Washington, D.C., to Philadelphia, to, you know, um, all the different major cities and even out towards these, these major uh, structures out in the fucking middle of nowhere, out in the boondocks, out in, out in the Ozarks. I was born in the Ozarks. Um, and from what I understand, the reason that they located them in those areas is because it actually has, even though they're built to withstand all the natural disasters and this, that, and the other, they're also right in the dead spot of the least of the natural disasters. I think, I, from what, I think I remember hearing something along the lines of this, it could withstand a flood, which is, uh, like, are we talking Noah's Ark type flood? Because how do are you getting oxygen out of the, the the stone walls in the basement? Given, you would imagine they'd probably bring down a whole bunch of oxygen and uh, recycling systems, but, you know, whatever. Um, man, there was a other, there's also another, uh, there's evidence of some something that if they were to take the, uh, the harp system and uh, pinpoint it into, what is that fault line, right? Right below... Alaska, Alaska, Arkansas, or that, that cuts into like the Mississippi and all that, whatever that arc is. And by the way, I'm not looking at the, the, uh, comments right now because it fucks me up. I'm already, I was already nervous enough to start this. It's also why it's kind of a little bit rocky as I'm doing this. I haven't done a video and I don't know how long and same with my, my podcast. I've only done one and one a week for the past four weeks. Yeah, I'm aware. Um, so anyway, yeah, the uh, the mansion I think is supposed to be at the head of where it would have ended, like off by a couple miles. So um, it would have been at like the brink in between where like the country would have broke apart because of this this man-made uh, catastrophe that caused this fault line to sink in and basically the ocean to come up and split the United States into two. Wow, that was a lot that I was uncovering there. Um, so now you have all of these 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 major structures, as well as these underground cities and underground tunnels that connect all of them. Um, and if you think I'm wrong, fucking look this shit up. Uh, this shit's been out for a long time. Again, I'm going to read this part um, from a book in 1991. Please tell me how that and and what was warned in that, and all of a sudden now you see it in the Arrow and in uh, the 100 when you see it twice. At least twice. I want to say there's a couple of other times. But at least two times in two different uh, Resident Evil movies. Um, you know, there's there's a lot to it here. On top of those things. So here's another place that has supposedly an underground base. Is the Denver Airport. The Denver Airport has got some... Some... Uh, Pizzagate type shit. That's, uh, that's just kind of everywhere. You have this weird horse that uh killed its creator um if you want an explanation of that uh go check out owen benjamin's um video on that it's, it's both funny and informative um 
yeah, there's a lot of fucked up weird shit that's going out there, going on out there in the Denver airport. And, uh, man, I, I should probably do a whole episode on that. By the way, my name's John Marchada, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. I tend to forget to do that, so I'm doing it now. And I apologize for being late, but that's the only apology you'll get out of me for it so far. So, that's, I think that's everything. Yeah, underground bunkers, underground tunnels, Arkansas Mansion, uh, the Pincer Mansion. Um, oh, one last thing. Oh, and InfoWars, by the way, for everybody that shits on Alex Jones all the time, how many more times does that dude have to come out and be correct? And how much more shit does he have to go through for people to finally realize he's not controlled opposition? You want to know who is controlled opposition? You want to know what is controlled opposition? Look no further than... Oh, fuck. Man, I just set that up. That was a great segue, and then I'm going to fuck it up right now. Jordan Maxwell. Jordan... Is it Jordan Maxwell? Yeah, Jordan Maxwell. Yeah. Is it? Fuck. Yeah, I think it's Jordan Maxwell. Anyway... This little fucking troll-looking son of a bitch uh, rode the coattails of people like Bill Cooper, who Bill Cooper interviewed him, and uh, I don't think it ended very well from from what I remember. Of course, Bill Cooper and Alex Jones didn't end very well either, and uh, they were kind of enemies right before uh, Bill Cooper was murdered. Murdered. Um, But yeah, that motherfucker's controlled opposition. Alex Jones, not controlled opposition. Uh, he wakes up too many people. Uh, he works too good. And not just that. Uh, yeah, they fucked that dude over left and right. Bill Cooper, absolutely not controlled opposition. Holy shit, my fucking... Really? I haven't touched the computer in that long? Um, fuck, where was I going with that? Yeah, he's controlled opposition. They're not... They went through all that and uh, and got all that information out to us. I really feel like I'm starting to uh, probably get to the end of this video, so I need to read. So, uh, hopefully that was all informative and fun. And uh, now for, I think this is the boring part. I'm going to be reading this. I'm going to try to do it in like an upbeat manner, so it's not uh, too boring. But, uh, you know, I get you turning this off and maybe putting it in the background at some other time. So... How about this? I'll, I'll do the sign-off, and then I'll read it, and then I'll do the sign-off again. And then that should make everybody happy. So be accountable, be responsible, don't be a liberal. Reading chapter 115 out of Behold the Pale Horse by Bill Cooper. He was the fucking man. Listen, yes, I know that he had some problems with other people, Alex Jones, as I just mentioned, and, you know, guys like Mark Dice later came out to question, you know, him getting the uh, the papers out of the uh, file cabinet. But that wasn't the only bit of information that he got, you know. He had his own life experience. He was in the the, uh, the Naval Intelligence Committees. Um, you know, shit like that. The guy was pretty fucking on point. And are you saying that it couldn't be? That maybe a coincidence, a coincidence every once in a while might go on our side. You know, that, I don't know. Divine intervention from time to time might be God just kind of going, hey, here you go. You know, here's here's a layup for you guys. Because these fuckheads over there are really trying to screw everybody over. I like to believe that. Anyway, Mount Walder. Just outside of a sleepy little town called Bluemont, Virginia, about 46 miles west of Washington, D.C., 46 miles, I thought it was 60, is an area of wilderness covering what has been called the toughest granite rock in the eastern United States. The area is surrounded by signs marked restricted area, and this installation has been declared a restricted area. Unauthorized entry is prohibited. Other signs state, all persons and vehicles entering Huron are liable to search. Photographing, photographing, <laughs> Photographing. This might be a little funner than I thought. Photographing. Is that a verb? Photo. Photo taking. Nope. Says photographing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> photographing. Photographing. God damn it. Making notes, drawings, maps, or graphic representations of this area or its activities is prohibited. 
how gay is it that I'm reading with my mask on? <laughs> oh, shit. Some material found in the possession of unauthorized persons will be confiscated. <laughs> Such material found. Um, listen, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm fucking it up right now. I get it. I'm going to try and fix it, okay? Such material found in the possession of unauthorized persons will be confiscated. Internal Security Act of 1950. In quotations, the installation is beneath a mountain, and its name is the Western Virginia Office of Controlled Conflict Operations. Its nickname is Mount Weather. It was ordered to be built by the Federal Civil Defense Administration, which is now the Federal Preparedness a Agency. Mount Weather was designated in the early 50s as part of a civil defense program to house and protect the executive branch of the federal government. The official name was the, the Continuity of Government Program. I read that earlier. Congress, Jesus, I said that weird. Congress has repeatedly tried to discover the real purpose of Mount Weather, but so far has, made, has been unable to find out anything about the secret installation. Retired Air Force General Leslie W. Bray, director of the Federal Preparedness Agency, told the Senate subcommittee, on constitutional rights in September 1975, I am not at, liberty, not at liberty to describe precisely what is the role and the mission and the capability that we have at Mount Weather or at any other precise location. Isn't it just like them? Ah, fucking top secret bullshit. In June 1975, Senator John Tooney, Tooney California, chairman, I'd lick my finger, but the mask. Hiya. Subcommittee on Constitutional Rights charged that Mount Weather held dossiers. Now, this is important. Blah, 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 blah. Charged that Mount Weather held dossiers on at least 100,000 Americans. He later alleged that the Mount Weather computers, described as the best in the world, can obtain millions of pieces of additional information on the personal lives of American citizens simply by tapping by taping the data, the data stored at any of the other 96 federal relocation centers. She told you, 96 of them motherfuckers. I know from my stint with the Office of Naval Intelligence that these dossiers, that these dossiers consist of information collected about American patriots, men and women, who are most likely to resist the destruction of our Constitution and the formation of the totalitarian police state under the New World Order. Now, this is, yeah, this, I mean, this is a, a massive, massive issue uh, that I'd love to cover at some point. Um, the actual, uh, I can't even think of the word. It's, I just fucking read it. Surveillance. God damn it. The actual surveillance of people who would uh, rebel. Basically, constitutionalists, you know, conservatives, uh, the the constant surveillance on us, and and the process and the game plan that they would have in order to indicate who's which. I mean, the NSA capturing, you know, everybody's information. They don't really give a fuck about the you know the the douchebag that goes to the goes to all the the clubs and fucking you know does nothing but drink and, and spend his mom and dad's money. They don't give a fuck about that guy. Or the chick that's just out, you know, fucking, hey, you know. They don't care about them. They care about the ones that... Me. Not just me, obviously, but yeah. And probably you guys listening too, so if I'm going down... <laughs> I know for... Oh, I already read that part. Uh, the Patriot... Data bank is con is constantly updated so that when the appointed hour arrives, all patriots can be rounded up with little, if any, effort. Oh, here comes another super fun part. The plan calls for this to be accomplished in the dead of night on a national holiday. Motherfucker. I, by the way, I just read this before I did this. <sighs> you know, eerie. Uh huh. The most likely holiday is Thanksgiving. When everyone, no matter the religion, race, or creed, will be at home. The targets will be ripe for the picking after a heavy meal, maybe some alcoholic beverages, and during a deep sleep. 
Tryptophan does the body good. There is a traitor in the Patriot movement who provides the secret government with accurate names and addresses of Patriots who will fight to protect the def- and defend the Constitution. Was his name Ryan Kessler, or is that the hockey player? I don't mean the hockey player. I mean the dude that set up the Unite the Right party. Fucking traitor. Not to white people or anything like that. I'm saying, check out that dude and what he did. And you should applaud Gavin McGinnis because he sniffed that rat out pretty quick and told him to go fuck himself. But that's the type of shit that I'm talking about. Controlled opposition. A Kessler guy, whatever his name is. Uh, anyway. Uh, the traitor in the Patriot mu- movement who provides the secret government with accurate names and addresses of patriots will fight to protect and defend the Constitution. My recommendation... Oh, well, this is just his recommendation, but that nobody should... Uh, is that no patriot should ever be at home or at the home of any family member on any holiday ever again until the traitors have been hung and the Constitution restored as the supreme law of the land. This is the thing about Bill Cooper. He was a fucking badass. Um, He went down swinging. And uh, not that I necessarily agree with that statement that he just said, because um, especially when you're around your own family and you all carry, you know what I mean? Like you're ready to throw down. Uh, So, you know, that kind of puts you in a pretty good spot. But I get what he's also saying in the sense that, um, you know... Just be weary. I'm I'm kind of happy that I just read that. Not kind of, I am. Excuse me. Uh, some sources state that the Mount Weather, that Mount Weather is virtually an underground city complete with dormitories, private apartments. Hopefully, I didn't just hold on real quick. Limit check. Still on. I think. Um. Some sources state that the Mount Weather, that Mount Weather is virtually an underground city complete with dormitories, private apartments, streets, sidewalks, cafeterias, hospitals, water purification systems, power plant, office buildings, a lake fed by fresh water from underground springs, a mass transit system, and many other astounding things. Several disturbing facts emerge when one researches Mount Weather. One is the conclusion that a complete parallel government exists at the site. Nine federal departments exist there. Agriculture, Commerce, HEW, HUD, HUW, Interior, Labor, State, Transportation, and the Treasury. Apparently, and this is, this is another story, is that there are well over 200,000 citizens in this massive city that's underneath there. There's some theories that they... That they just live in that world. Um, kind of like, uh, fuck, what was that movie with uh, M. Night Shyamalan? The Village. Kind of like The Village, only like a modern day, underground, high-tech facility. Something like that. So anyway, uh, apparently, and, and then the other uh, theory is that they're all connected. And maybe they are all connected, and it's still the village type thing. But the 200,000 in the one city is connected to the, you know, half a million in another and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? And maybe these are the, uh, the, the, uh, what's that called? All the people that are going to survive whatever happens and the Georgia Guidestones, maybe that's the 500 million. There's all the people in these cities that the Georgia Guidestones wants to, uh, you know, save. Fucking assholes. Anyway, uh, apparently... At least five federal agencies are also in residence. The FCC, Selective Service, Federal Power Commission, Civil Service Commission, and the Veterans Administration. Two privately owned corporations have offices at Mount Weather. The Federal Reserve and the U.S. Post Office. Fucking Federal Reserve. Fuck those guys, man. There's also, I wonder if they do a a full edit of them down there. You know what I mean? There is also an office of the presidency. This is what I'm talking about, that fucking thing. What makes all this upsetting is that there is a president and a complete set of cabinet offices and residents at Mount Weather. Who are they and who appointed them? Where is such a thing provided for in the Constitution of the United States of America? Well, it's not. Mount Weather is the operations center, the hub, 
I mean, that kind of gets into like the maritime laws and uh, what would be the land laws, right? Is where everything on, on top of the soil in the United States is covered by the Constitution, but anything under so much of the soil is then no longer valid, or the Constitution is no longer valid. You see what I mean? Like the 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 mind fuck that these guys might play with. It's fucking food for thought, for serious. Mount Weather is the operational center, the hub of over 96 other underground federal federal relocation centers scattered across the United States. The majority of these appear to be concentrated in Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, and North Carolina. Each of these facilities... Now, this is back in 1991. The other ones that I heard of were obviously much later. Chicago and... Uh, I don't know if it would be Dallas, but somewhere in Texas, uh, Area 51, you know, shit like that. Uh, each of these facilities contains computer data banks holding information not on enemy agents, Soviet, not on enemy agents, Soviet diplomats, or suspected terrorists, but on American citizens, patriots. A list of other files kept at the facilities was furnished to subcommittee to the Subcommittee on Constitutional Rights in 1975. The list included military installations, government facilities, communications, transportation, energy and power, agriculture, manufacturing, wholesale and retail services, manpower, financial, medical and educational institutions, sanitary facilities, population... Gross. Population, housing shelter, and stockpiles. The committee concluded that these... Databases operate with few, if any, safeguards or guidelines. Senator James Berzik, South Dakota, a member of the subcommittee, said, I feel the entire operation has eluded the supervision of either Congress or the courts. Chairman Tooney said, Mount Weather is out of control. Nothing was done by Congress to rectify the situation, however, and Mount Weather remains out of control. Former high-level officials from Mount Weather agree that the base at Mount Weather is much more than any standby government facility or storage center for the preservation of records. They describe it as an actual government in waiting. We do not merely store essential information. The facility attempts to duplicate the vital functions of the executive branch of the administration, as stated above. As stated above, according to my research, this includes a president and all cabinet members actually in residence. Procol even demands that the subordinates address them as Mr. President or Mr. Secretary. Most of these mysterious appointees have held their positions through several administrations. We just act on the orders of the President in national emergencies, said one former Mount Weather official. The FDA, in its 1974 annual report, states that studies conducted at Mount Weather involve the control and management of domestic political unrest where there are material shortages such as food riots or in strike situations where the FPA determines that there are industrial disruptions and other domestic resource crises. The report states that the bureaucracy at Mount Weather invokes what it calls civil crisis management. Officials who were at Mount Weather and who have furnished us with data say that the that during say that during the 1960s the com- the complex was actually prepared to assume certain governmental powers at the time of the 1961 Cuban Missile Crisis and the assassination of President Kennedy in 1963. Shit. The source said that the installation used the tools of its civil crisis management program on a standby basis during the 1967 and 1968 urban riots and during a number of national anti-war demonstrations against the administration by the American people. Well, just a little bit longer. Almost done. Daniel J. Cronin, who was the assistant director for the FBA, outlined a massive surveillance and manipulation program that is directed against the American population on a continuing basis. The FBA has organized an impressive armament of resources and equipment. Mr. Cronin described in an interview with his agency's attitude toward its wide-ranging surveillance program. We try to monitor our situations, he said, and get to them before they become emergencies. No expense is spared in the monitoring program, he cited. Reconnaissance stat- satellites, local and state police intelligence reports, and law enforcement agencies of the federal government, 
As examples of the resources available to the FPA for information gathering, the only document that I was able to find that attempts to outline some of the statutory authority of Mount Weather is Executive Order 11490. It was drafted by General George A. Lincoln, former director of the Office of Emergency Preparedness, preceded FPA, and was signed into law by President Nixon in October 1969. Executive Order 11490 superseded Executive Order 11051, signed on October 12, uh, 2, 1962 by President Kennedy. Kennedy's order used the language, whereas national preparedness must be achieved, as may be required to deal with increases in international tension with limited war or with general war, including attack upon the United States. Nixon's order began, whereas our national security is dependent upon our ability to assure continuity, continuity of government at every level in any national emergency type situation that might conceivably confront the nation. Nixon has deleted any reference to war imminent attack and general war from the order and replace them with the phrase during any emergency that might conceivably occur. Nixon's order, which is the one in effect today, allows the government in the form of FEMA to suspend the Constitution for literally any reason they decide to call a national emergency. Were you paying attention? I cannot find a plan or executive order anywhere which outlines any procedure or allowance for the restoration of the Constitution after a national emergency has ended. This leads the obvious conclusion that no restoration of the Constitution is contemplated or desired by those in power. So, I'll read it one more time, sorry. Nixon's order, which is the one... Nixon's order, which is the one in effect today, allows the government to form in the form of FEMA to suspend the Constitution for literally any reason they decide to call a national emergency. And that, again, is Executive Order 11490. Nope, sorry, Executive Order 11051. Fuck it, try both of those. I can't apparently remember shit right now. 19, in 1975, Senator Tunney expressed concern. We know from what we've been, what we've heard in the press, that 15,000 names were being maintained by the FBI for detention in an emergency. We also know that the IRS has its files on individual taxpayers. We know. We also know that the IRS has its files on individual taxpayers. Excuse me. Um, yeah, do you remember Barack Obama and the IRS going after conservatives? We know that the CIA had their Operation Chaos and that the NSA has the records of conversations that have been intercepted electronically. My question is this. Is there anyone like yourself, General Bray, that is in control of the overall access to this data if it is maintained in a relocated site? Or a relocation site, sorry. And your answer, as I understand it, is no. Tony continued. General Bray, I must say that I still don't know who's in control of these relocation centers. You say you don't have that knowledge, and still we don't know from the dot 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 three witnesses that we had here today that they had information as to who was in control of those centers. I am not at liberty, Bray answered, to describe precisely what is the role and the mission and the capability that we have at Mount Weather or at any other precise location. I firmly believe that our con con continuity of government program has not provided con continuity at all, but has been the instrument for, discon for discontinuing open and democratic government, and that the very program designed to protect Americans has actually been turned against us. Fuck's sake, man. 1991. At least that's when that was published. Written in the 80s. Holy fuck stick, man. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? So, any hizzle, as I click out of some shit, I think that's the end of this one. So, hopefully you enjoyed it. 
hopefully I got out almost everything. And there's still, there's always so much to this stuff. And so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things. I just looked at the people, all the... So that is the end of the Mount Weather Facebook Live video. I didn't notice that the podcast cut off at that point. I really did think it was going to be a shorter video, but turns out it was about, I want to say like an hour and 20 minutes, maybe an hour and a half. Um, so if you want to catch the rest of that, it's on, I downloaded it and sent it over to the YouTube, um, to the YouTube, to my YouTube channel. And, um, you can also, you know, catch it on, on Facebook. I understand that the audio isn't great, but you're going to get that when I have the mask on whenever I do a video. So, uh, just, you know, obviously prohibits my lips from moving as free as they do now without the mask. But, um, anyway, I feel like I got the majority of the information out that I wanted to. It was a little stop and go here and there. Uh, I was a little nervous to be honest. I hadn't done a video in, in a, in a quite some time and anytime I do it and I see the comment section, it fucks me up. So I, I applaud people like uh, Owen Benjamin and uh, guys like that who are able to watch the chat and talk at the same time because it just, it throws a, a wrench in my spokes. Um, yeah, so I feel like I got the majority of the information out. Um, I'm sure there's some stuff that will come out later that I remember at some other point. Uh, the largest point is just that there are underground cities. Um, that the government has made. This is not just a theory. There are tunnels everywhere. There's plenty of video um, and auto recording evidence of, of the truckers themselves, of even the government. And whenever the government gives you something, do not trust it. Um, take it for, you know, what it is, for surface level, a grain of salt. Um, the fact that they admit that Mount Weather has a a miniature, like a small village inside the mountain, um, always know that it's going to be more than what they give you. And uh, don't trust them. I mean, it's just like the Tuskegee experiments and Operation Northwoods. These are, this is evidence that our government, as great as ours is, which is the greatest government that man has ever known with the exception of the monarchy of God, um, even with our great government, they've still done shit like that. They still have hurt and, and uh, offered up its own people on the um, as sacrifices to for their shit. You know, whatever it may be, whether it's you know going to war here, garnering power here. Our government has still done think that that same thing because government is still government. And their, their natural instinct is to grow larger, is to actually grow to the point where it controls every aspect of your life, as I've said plenty of times before. Um, and they're still putting it out in front of you. When I was talking about the arrow part, the arrow um, episode that they had put out, which I thought was, was uh, 420, but it was actually 422, I don't remember them saying Mount Weather in there at all. So for Wiki, Wikipedia to come out and say that that was what it was, uh, the episode 422 was uh, to do with Mount Weather, it's kind of mind-blowing. Again, I swear to God, I didn't read that before I started. Uh, I just didn't have the time. I tried scanning over some shit. I was looking for the uh, the episode itself on IMDb. Um, you know, before, in, in which is why I didn't start the, the video until 11.20. And then, uh, and then I read through and saw that, which to me was, was a little mind-blowing. To you, it may be like, oh, yeah, sure. Sure. Sure, Mr. Smarty Pin. But anyway, um, so that was it. Man, I gotta, I gotta keep up with this shit because it's, I can't tell you how many times I've tried doing just this tail end of the, the episode. And had to delete and restart it. It's like five or six times already this morning. On my trip out to where I'm going. But, um... 
yeah, I'm just going to have to keep it going. Sorry for all the, for the lack of episodes. I apologize. Um, I'm just going to have to do it. Just going to have to fucking pick myself up by my bootstraps, you know, gird my loins, which means grab your nuts, safeguard your nuts <laughs> and, uh, and start putting some shit out there. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm getting closer to the end of the web, the, yeah, the website, the, the part that I think I'm having the hardest time on, which you wouldn't think would be so, so hard is the dumbass about section. Like there's a couple of other parts that I just got to set up like the chat and, um, the, the merchant, the, the store basically. Um, I got to make sure that all that stuff works, but the about section, dude, when it's, it's dumb, it's, it's. I don't feel like being a pretentious douchebag and sitting there telling, you know, oh, I did this and I did this, but, you know, it's trying to make it, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to explain. It's like being put on the spot and you're like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to say about this. So I'm working through that. Editing that, which is, which is dumb, um, has shown a little bit more more work to be done on it than I, I expected. But anyway, um, coming up with the website, that should be out soon. Once that's done, that's going to free up some time. And then uh, working on, on uh, editing chapter three, and then it'll be uh, chapter four, which I was in the middle of uh, transferring from pen and pad over to the computer. So uh, it'll be, a, it'll be a, an easier process too to editing because... Essentially, I'll be editing as I'm transferring, and I already know plenty of, of the uh, <coughs> the requirements from the ebook publishers and what I wanted. And I've given up on fighting against the Oxford comma for anybody that knows what that fucking thing is. Uh, I just did it. I said, "All right, fuck it." You know what? This is the way that it's supposed to be. I guess, even though I was taught different. Um, so stupid shit like that, but, uh, stuff should start moving a little quicker than it's been. And, uh, I should have some time to put out some more episodes. So, um, in fact, I've got like five or six episodes that I have to listen to, uh, to see if I even want to put them out. Um, I have been working on them, but it's just been, if you don't do something, you, you know, often enough, you start to, um, this is oxymoron. You start to gain atrophy as in the more you practice something the better you get practice does not make perfect the more you practice it you, the better you get but the less obviously you practice something the shittier you get at it right the same shit that you've been able to do for however long so uh and i think you can you can hear that in the quality of the episodes lately and <laughs> they're just not as good um of course i haven't been doing them that much so i, I just gotta lock down and, and really start getting that shit out for you so um all that being said, I do have uh, a couple episodes in mind, or uh, issues in mind that uh, I'm going to be making for the next episodes, and uh, hopefully I can sit down in front of the computer and get it done, so, yeah, any hizzle, all, that's, all that fun stuff's coming out, I'll put this guy out today, and um, keep it going, so be accountable, be responsible, don't be a liberal.